hey, by the way, we are sharing one set of earbuds and one microphone. So how how do the levels go? It sounds fine, but are you going to make out? Yeah. Only you at guys. the end. We're good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you got to earn it. All right, that's fair. Oh, we got a treat. <laughs> Chris gets a treat? Chris gets a treat. Good evening, Meet Suits and Meet Dresses. Welcome back to Read It and Weep. We are a good podcast about bad books, movies, and television. This is episode number 117. We have now done as many episodes as the year the silver content of the Roman Denarius fell to 87%, down from a high of 93% during the reign of Trajan. That sucked. Yeah, a bad year. Speaking of obscure things that probably brought a lot of pain to the few people who cared about it, this week we're talking about Wild <laughs> Animus by Rick Shapiro. Uh, this episode is sponsored by Scott from Portland, and uh, he paid for us to read this. And uh, in the email he sent us about it, he said, Shapiro's a venture capitalist who founded a self-publishing company solely to produce copies of his insane tract to give away at intellectuals, uh, intellectual, to intellectuals at art festivals. And I first heard about this thing when he tried to hire me through Craigslist to be one of the people handing out copies. So this is a book that personally affronted our friend Scott from Portland, although he hasn't actually read it. Uh, he just heard about it that way. Well, let me tell you, Scott, good on you. <laughs> yeah. Let me be I the mean... first to say, fuck you, Scott. <laughs> <laughs> well, interestingly enough, uh, this is our second sponsored episode, which, of course, you could do if you want to force us to read anything by going to readweepcom slash sponsor. The first person who sponsored an episode wanted us to read a book that she kind of enjoyed and wanted to hear us make fun of because she recognized it wasn't great. Scott is the first one who sponsored an episode based on what he thought would bring us the most tears. Success. Mission accomplished, Scott. <laughs> I actually, uh, Scott introduced himself to me after a show here and and told me how much uh, he, like, how, how he looked for something that he thought would be the most painful, and this was it. And, uh, yeah. Uh, I would like to second Steven's earlier opinion. Fuck you, Scott. <laughs> right on target. <laughs> anyway, if you wanna if you wanna bring us pain or joy, either way, it's up to you. Readdeskweep.com slash sponsor, and for a very small fee, you can choose any topic in the world for us to cover. But if you to- if you chose hypothetically for us to cover, I don't know, a back rub, that'd be okay. <laughs> I'd like to do a review of a back rub. Right Pretty now. good, especially around the lower back. Yeah, <laughs> that's where I have tension. <laughs> All right, let me introduce you to today's panel. First up, of course, I'm your host. Uh, my name is Alex Falcone. You can follow me on Twitter at Alex underscore Falcone. And if you followed me this week, uh, you could have participated in a lively discussion about the mo- most righteous crime to be arrested for. Always wanted to be arrested for something, but I wanted to be righteous, you know? Yeah. Oh, like like taking part in a crusade? Yeah, I mean, you get arrested? <laughs> uh, less ethnically cleansing than that. <laughs> I didn't say which side you're on. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you're on the side of cups. <laughs> Possibly. All right, uh, you just heard his voice. You can follow him on Twitter, at Ezra Fox, uh, where he might possibly link to his blog post about what Charlie Brown can teach you about your credit score. In San Francisco, it's Ezra Fox. Spoiler alert, sadness. <laughs> 
is that what it is? That's the takeaway that relates yeah. to credit scores is sadness. Well, it's basically just um, if you're not careful, you might end up with some rocks. <laughs> <laughs> you you have a brilliant talent for this paying job that you have of tying things we cover on this unpaying job into that one. So. <laughs> this is what's known in the biz as double dipping, guys. Yeah. Do it when you can. Yeah, you're really scrimping and saving on those ideas. <laughs> <laughs> the rest will go just to me. <laughs> uh, you just heard his voice. He's at, on Twitter at C Walter Smith. Uh, and if you followed him this week, you would have found out about his life hack for making a mini cape for his pants. In Seattle, <laughs> Washington, it's Chris Smith. That's right. First class airplane napkins also turned me into a superhero from the waist down. <laughs> Wait, so there was really a buttonhole on your napkin? Yeah, I think you're supposed to put it, like, in your collar button, but I put it on my pants button. Oh, that makes sense. That yeah, makes but it was Alaska Airlines, so they also gave me a prayer from the Bible. Yeah, with they my did. Meal. Yeah. Was it a first-class prayer? Uh, yeah. Do you get a and, better prayer, or, like, if you're in first class, does it have that Bible verse about, like, rich people can't get into heaven? No, 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 no. No, in first class, you actually get a prayer. <laughs> oh, really? They come yeah. and pray directly to you. It's yeah. not just printed on your cup. Yeah, they gave me granola with fresh berries. It was Ooh. nice. Yeah. Fresh. Yeah. From the Bible verse, uh, berries 316. Yeah. It's easier for a berry to pass through the mouth of a crisp than uh, <laughs> I to go through a needle of a camel. Hey, you know what? I need something for getting up at 345 today. You do. You deserve it. And then they crucify somebody from business class. <laughs> <laughs> just to show we can. And our special guest this week is on Twitter at Stephen T. Carter. But don't follow him right now if you have a neck beard because he, uh, he hates people with neck beards. In Washington, D.C., it's Stephen Carter. Hi. Specifically, people who play for the Texas Rangers and have neck beards. There's a lot of them. Uh, really? That's a, that is a trend thing? Like, like a bunch of years ago when everybody in Seattle shaved their heads for the outfielder? It's like, do you grow a, a neck beard if you're a fan of Texas? I don't know. It, it, it's weird. There are like several of them that have that. I'm not. I, I don't follow the Rangers that closely, but uh, I imagine there's something going on. But on your blog about how much you hate neckbeards, you had to mention. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I have a I have a blog about it. I'm quitting my job right now to start a company that's mostly anti-neckbeard legislation. <laughs> <laughs> if you were Ezra, you would find a way to have that blog that you're writing also be the main idea for all of your political actions. <laughs> right. My blog post this week have been Ram themed. <laughs> All right, uh, so you, now we're talking about Wild Animus, as you may recall. Chris, yes. uh, you're our summarizer, resident summarizer for your freakish recall and your dulcet tones. So I would like you to summarize all 100 million hours of this book okay. in the style of an acid-washed sheep chanting in the freezing <laughs> cold wind. Wait, is that like, like acid-washed jeans? No, I think it's a different <laughs> process where you just do a bunch of acid. Oh, well, maybe oh, that's, oh, oh, I was trying to figure out what acid. Maybe that's what acid, acid wash means for jeans. Is like my jeans just did a bunch of LSD. Yeah. My jeans are super transcendent. They're they're yeah. transcendent, but a little faded. Yeah, <laughs> very faded. <laughs> Pretty faded. All right, Chris, summarize it for us. Here we go. Sulfur eyes see all. Golden horns know all. <laughs> Also, I hate this. Uh, so there's this guy, Sam, and he starts out as a college student in Berkeley and takes plenty of acid, falls in love with this girl, Lindy, and has a transcendental vision where he turns into a majestic ram being chased by a pack of wolves. And somehow that's supposed to mean something about the nature of the divine, but also dirty outdoor sex. He changes his name to Ransom and makes his girlfriend, Lindy, work as a waitress while he rock climbs while stoned on drugs. And eventually he goes to Alaska, also on her dime, and dreams he is a ram, wears a ram costume, and he thinks he has to climb a mountain. 
And so this dude who has a huge boner for rams, <laughs> literally, <laughs> eventually almost gets everyone killed. And I hated this so much. I, it feels like this is one of those be- one of your best summaries, I think, Chris, because you hit like every one of the points that were most interesting to me. Yeah. Like, and I, I'm really especially uh, pleased with your unple- the unpleasantness of uh, his girlfriend having to pay for all of this shit. Yeah. Oh, that's the, that was the worst part for me. The, sh- the like, sugar mama. This guy is the, yeah, and it's like a sugar mama and minimum wage. So yeah. like, and she's like mailing off her money. Like, 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 I don't know. Like, she has like a whole family back in the home country, and like, it turns out it's just this stoner guy who likes to rock climb and yeah. waste his life. Yeah, he he knows how to write strong female characters. <laughs> I view the book as a tragic love story from her point of view. That's like. Whatever it was about this guy that sucked you in to make you write your whole waitressing check over to him so he could go jerk off in the mountains. <laughs> While wearing know. a costume. <laughs> I need that costume. He can go play Halloween in the mountains. <laughs> Trick or treat at some wolf dens. Yeah. And then tell everybody he got attacked by wolves, but really he just fell down. <laughs> oh. Okay, so since it's not, we should probably start and end with a compliment like we like to do. We call it the compliment sandwich. Uh, and that way we seem like we're fair to the book. So I guess, Stephen, why don't you try to go first if you can or last as you choose. Yeah, I'll, I'll go first. Um, so I guess I, I sort of misunderstood <laughs> part of this. Um, my compliment is about the the growly voice uh, thing only because I, I thought it was like his inner monologue and like part of his LSD trips that he was imagining at the time. That's a pretty connected dotted line you're connecting, buddy. <laughs> I apologize for that. I was giving way too much credit. But anyway, get, just let me... This is a compliment for something I thought about the book that may or may not have actually happened. So I'm complimenting myself here. Mm-hmm. So when whenever it turned to that, and it was kind of like uh, the, the narrator started speaking in like Batman voice, like Christian Bale's Batman voice. <laughs> and um, I pictured him like, and he he's in, as we said, he's like wearing a ram headdress and everything. In my mind, because I hated this book so much, I pictured him like just basically wearing a bike helmet with like ranhorns painted on it, and <laughs> and wearing nothing but a diaper and a cape. <laughs> and I just pictured this grown man running around like and actually saying these parts out loud to himself, like just wearing a helmet, like my my tears are. Like, I just I, I thought that was the funniest mental image I could ever have. And it actually got me through this book, and I didn't end up setting myself on fire. It's only a little bit off. Yeah, no, it, it's true. It was Because it, it wasn't exactly a bike helmet with rams, but it's close to what you described. I mean, he really yeah, is sort just, of running around in wool socks. All right, Chris, uh, why don't you go second for the compliment? Yeah, Um. so th- this whole thing, the book is called Wild Animus, and that's what this guy calls his fake animal god. Um, who demands that he climb mountains and bleed a lot as a goat, uh, I mean ram. Wild Animus has an awesome robot voice. (laughs) Uh, So normally Peter Coyote's voice is like this, and then when it's Wild Animus, it's like this. And that's pretty good. Like like Robot Schwarzenegger? Robot Schwarzenegger demands you be a ram. Yeah. (laughs) I am the god now. (laughs) Yeah, that that's a pleasant way to look at that. <laughs> oh, Ezra, what's your major compliment? Um, I mean, we've been talking a lot about Peter Coyote. Here's the thing. This was the best get they could have done. Uh, if you're going to have a book about uh, hippies uh, transforming into animals on drugs, 
Peter Coyote is definitely the voice actor you want. <laughs> he has true. he has the the you know the chops to back it up. This guy is part of the counterculture movement. His name is Coyote. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's older. <laughs> He was willing to read this entire book out loud. He's not busy right now, apparently. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Excellent. So my major compliment for this, there's one thing that the main character uh, agrees with me on. And uh, we really agree on this. Here's the quote. Breasts drew the senses, even unpleasing ones. But to Sam, hers were the breasts of fantasy. And that, uh, especially the first part, though, about breast drawing the senses really struck a chord with me. Like, I, all I have to do is smell a breast, and I'm so drawn in. <laughs> you know, just the sound of breasts really, it's very pleasing uh, to me. It sounds like a breast rustling. <laughs> <laughs> what, what's in, hold on. Breasts this is rustling this in the is wind. It. Yeah. This is it. <laughs> that was was it. that your beard? <laughs> that, was, that was Ezra rubbing his breast through his t-shirt on microphone. Oh, okay. Weird. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. did it draw you in? A little bit, yeah. That was, uh, yeah. Uh, well, yeah. It definitely was a sense. Do I? <laughs> <laughs> I just, that was such a great line. Like, he likes boobs, even crappy boobs, but she had good boobs. Like, that's what writing just <laughs> <Yeah>. happened. <laughs> I want that version of the book. <laughs> I, I know. There should be a version of this book written in plain English. <laughs> in sober. Yeah. You know, you they know, love the haters. They love the haters. You know, All right, now it's time for the more natural segment, the hate segment. Today we're going to play Follow the Hater. Yay! And, uh, yeah, where where to start, guys? Where to start? It was ten uh, hours about a guy on drugs trying to be a ram. <laughs> and not once did it ever really mention, hey, maybe this is stupid. Like, <laughs> no, actually, uh, didn't like a lot of the people in his life think it was stupid? Like, well, well, there was like that like, one dinner party where everyone was like, "Oh wait, I didn't know you were a freak." No, but they yeah. were like, they were like, I didn't know. And then he he like put on his headdress and started chanting, and everybody clapped, and everybody was like, "Oh, oh yeah, I am <laughs> convinced thing. by this." Yeah. Also, when he was when he was mountain climbing, where he duped like thirty people into going mountain climbing with him, so that he could go jerk off in a wool costume uh, <laughs> and they when they found out that that was his plan they were like whoa you're nuts and then they like left and went a different direction yeah like so there was there was a seed somewhere in his mind shapiro's mind where he was like oh maybe people think this is stupid he didn't understand why no but <laughs> shapiro's all haters gonna hate <laughs> right i'm gonna self-publish i'm gonna self-publish <laughs> hey in a way don't you have to respect that well, the answer is no. Mm, you don't. No. <laughs> no. Yeah. no. Sometimes everyone's telling you no for a reason. Yeah. Um, I have a I have a minor hate maybe to just kick this off. Sure. Okay. Um, it was one of the first things I wrote, and it was one of the first uh first parts of the book. It just like I realized I wasn't gonna like his writing style immediately when he used uh, this simile. He said that she had a hand like a flesh-colored bird lost in a cloud. <laughs> Her hand looks lost. No, it looks like, <laughs> like what, what he means that... is he means a hand turkey. <laughs> if that's the bird you're comparing it to, it probably does look a lot like a hand turkey. If if her hand has a beak, watch out. <laughs> yeah. Her hand was stuck inside a, a, a jar of fluffernutter, I think. <laughs> <laughs> well also And that's why it was lost because it couldn't see anymore because of the <laughs> fluffernutter over its hand. Yeah, and flesh-colored bird also does have some dirty connotations as well. Yeah, to describe creepy. it, that's what a woman's hand looks like. It's a little bit weird. Since we're talking about uh, weird descriptions, um, I mean, this could I could also spin this as a compliment because he found 
the worst thing ever for a girlfriend to say to you five, that you've only been dating for five days right after you have sex. But it's also horrifying. So hate it's going to be. Quote, it was the weirdest thing. I was taking your sperm and it was you. I could feel you in my womb like a new Sam. Uh... <laughs> Let's at least pass the week mark before you pull that out. I don't like that you can feel your womb. What? Oh. Here's actually a good test. Um, <laughs> check it out. I think you should you should say that to prospective you know mates. All right. If they stay with you, you should dump them. <laughs> I mean, everybody's at fault here, I guess. Yeah. Hold on, hold on. Just can I poke some holes in your test, Ezra? <laughs> You can try, Stephen. It <laughs> okay. sounds pretty solid. So, uh, so, but if they do leave you, then they've left you. <laughs> so, no matter what, you're going to be alone. Am I? Am I wrong? Yeah, but I mean, you're stupid enough to think this is a good idea, so you maybe deserve to be alone <laughs> if following my test. I'm a terrible person to take advice from. I see. I I, I misunderstood the premise. So basically, the test is: Are you the kind of person who'll take advice from Ezra? If yes, don't date. <laughs> you'll be alone forever if you try right. honestly like the worst written female character I think I've ever read she had no character other than crying and wanting to be with him oh my god she was Sammy from Jersey Shore <laughs> <laughs> Found oh it. she is and now imagine is. Sammy made of a pack of wolves I mean I feel like it, it, with her really it's the test of her character is how many red flags are you capable of ignoring? <laughs> That's exactly All of right. them? That's the definition of them. Of them. Like, what would be the deal breaker here? Okay, uh, for, me, for me it's this. Like, you get the impression with his whole obsession with sheep that secretly deep down inside he just wants to fuck a sheep. Yeah. For the first half of the book I was like, holy crap, this guy just wants to sleep with a sheep. You should run away from him. You need to run away. And then, and then they totally, it totally kind of happens. They're on a hillside and they see some sheep and they, he gets horny and he's like, Let's do it. She says yes, and he turns around and bends her and says, let's do it like they do. That, for me, is the deal breaker in this relationship. And it's, I mean, it's before she was being a minimum wage slave to pay for his binoculars. My, my deal breaker would be that he doesn't know the difference between ram style and dog style. <laughs> so you, yeah. guys aren't, yeah. you guys aren't into the furry scene, then? <laughs> no, what if what if how Rams do? What if he's just doing it wrong? Because he needs another guy to headbutt until one of them <laughs> passes out, and then she gets to fuck the one that's still conscious. And then ten days later, somebody cuts off his balls and makes a Rocky Mountain Oyster festival out of him. A whole festival. <laughs> wow, he has prodigious balls. Uh, at one uh, point, I thought this was funny. I don't know why, but he said, "For the Ram, sex is like rocket fuel." <laughs> What does that even mean? I'm not, I'm not sh- I, I guess What's a ram going to do with rocket fuel? <laughs> yeah, like, it's, it's Sex just is this useless. Thing that you'll have to like evolve for millions of years to understand. <laughs> for the ram, sex is largely beyond his comprehension. <laughs> sex will take him to the moon. <laughs> Running out of it will star a movie uh, with Tom Hanks in it. It'll be really very good. <laughs> Apollo Ram Teen. <laughs> So we'll go back to Lindy for a second. I really, like, this is actually super sad, like, the rut that she is stuck in. Because he's not exactly, like, he's not exactly emotionally abusive, but he does force, like, take every penny of her income into his hobbies and forbids her to have any fun. Right. It's a huge, like, he convinced her to drop out of school 
to be a waitress to pay for his ram horns. Uh, yeah, no, Lindy is the saddest part of this book because all she does is just bleed and bleed and bleed her life away for this guy. There. And uh, you know what he does? He almost kills her. Yeah. That's, yeah. And actually, there's a point early in the book where he says, uh, where the narrator says, the burdens of others' needs frustrated Sam, which seems like a perfect summary of their relationship the whole time. Like, oh, he, you want to go out of the apartment again? You're supposed to be my pet vagina money piggy bank. <laughs> <laughs> she was so easy to walk all over them. like she was yeah. pro- she was protesting once and, sh- and she was like i give you money and you do drugs alone and he responded i always imagine you're with me and that worked <laughs> <laughs> i think you're there baby okay, when i'm doing it with other people i always call them by your name oh really <laughs> <laughs> uh so so uh here's what i hate we talked about the the growly parts and the other ridiculous like sub thing going on but it's kind of amazing actually that ransom is supposedly writing that ransom manages to be a worse writer than rick shapiro which i really wouldn't have thought possible yeah so well they both have like overused vocabularies that describe nothing in particular oh, for definitely. way too long Definitely. Uh, I think that, what is it, like, flocks of birds are described as diaphanous for no reason. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's, just, it's just some birds, dude. Chill out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I miss Sarah Palin's Alaska, yeah. where things were just, wow. That's, yeah. That's like, that was so much more readable. Yeah. I've read other bad books on those podcasts, but this was bad and just hard to get through because it was so annoying. Like, adjectives don't mean it's good writing. All right, can I can I take a contrary view for just one second? All right, but I'm, I'm quitting. <laughs> <laughs> Alex, you're like, okay. this is the best thing ever. So, so the la- like, I, I did the second half of the book today. Like, I did five hours straight this afternoon. Oh, no. Your mind must be so fucked. Yeah, and that's what I did. It's last, been a, yeah. It was a brutal day. Like, I felt like I'd been through a long ordeal. But the first half of the book... I kind of enjoyed, and here's why. Because compared to some of the other stuff we've read before, there's no plot at all. (laughs) So I don't have to remember any of it. So it's sort of like when I was, I'd like put it in my headphones when I'd walk somewhere, and it was sort of like, it was like listening to a high school jazz band improvise, where you're like, these aren't aren't the right notes, but it's just sort of like, there's just like, there's scat going on in my headphones, (laughs) like... Just drug ramblings, and I don't have to listen to any of it. I just get to pick, you know, words out of it that are like Alaska, sheep, <laughs> falls, ice, and I'm and I'm not connecting any of them. It's just it was background talking. <laughs> no, so <laughs> let me get this straight. Our argument is it's a really bad book, and your argument is no, you shouldn't have listened to it. <laughs> you should have listened so closely to it. My point is, it's easier to ignore this as something in my, even in my ears, than like Twilight, for example. This just kind of fades into the, because it doesn't make like structural sense as sentences. You can just Nor sort does of it draw you in. Okay. Yeah. So, here's the thing, though. I was telling Sarah that getting through this, I was so excited for when I could finally get to Twilight. <laughs> <laughs> This ad was required, but not approved by Audible. Guys, do you want to do an Audible ad making fun of Wild Animus? No. No. Yeah, me neither. It's too sad. 
Are you sure I can't convince you? Maximilian Audible III, heir to the Audible Empire? Right-ho. What seems to be the trouble, lads? There's, there's nothing left in us, Mr. Audible. We're done for. It's like the book sucked out all our funny. Well, I'm sure if you got it as a free book from audiblepodcast.com slash weep, there might be something redeeming about it. Pip-pip. That's just it, Mr. Audible. We got the book from a library. Audible won't carry it. Well then, we tried to warn you. At audiblepodcast.com slash weep, you can only find the finest audiobooks in existence. Or the ones about sexy teen vampires. Wow, I guess, I guess we learned a lesson, Mr. Audible. From now on, we know. If it's not Audible, it's a 10-hour drug trip with a guy who thinks he's a ram. Good luck, gents. Oh, and watch out for Breaking Dawn. That's some bad ship. <laughs> it's a bad ship. Yep. That's a bad ship. <laughs> That's a bad ship. Like my line of steamer cruisers. <laughs> Failed venture, don't you know? Much better to be with Zeppelins. Audiblepodcast.com slash read and weep. Completely free of self-published slop. May contain sexy vampires. Okay, hey, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna do it. I want to share this with you guys. This book made me sad. Yeah, did it make you cry? It made me cry. It made me so okay. Here's this is the first time on this show I've ever I've ever felt genuinely bad for the author, and 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 I think part of it is because of that, like that part of it where it's like he's writing a like he's showing us in the book what his life was like. There's so much of it that seems autobiographical. Are you saying you don't feel bad for Ronnie on Jersey Shore? (laughs) Would you consider him an author? (laughs) Yes. Okay. Okay. So here's here's my point. Here's my point. Uh, so, like, Stephanie Meyer wrote a terrible book, and it's easy to hate her because she's got a billion dollars. And this guy clearly wasted 20 years of his life on this opus, and it and it sucks. Here's what I'm thinking. He, the, it's like like Steve Jobs was is described as having that as having had that like reality distortion field where he makes people like go along with his ideas. Right, and he plows ahead with all of his ideas, no matter what the trends say, no matter what anybody else says. And we, we hear this so many times from our culture, like, you know, write what you know, write what's in your heart, follow your heart. And in his case, his heart sucks. <laughs> <laughs> and I feel like society let him down by encouraging him. I mean, he's basically, this is what would happen to Steve Jobs if all of Steve Jobs' ideas were just the worst. Exactly! And if all Steve Jobs' ideas were just one thing and it were a book that was free at crafts fairs. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Did you, were you, were you did you guys ever get handed this book? No. No. I, it was I given to me in 2004 fair. at a farmer's market in Fremont. Really? No. Washington. Yeah. That's where yeah. I first ran into this. And there have... was also uh, protesters nearby saying like don't read Wild Animus but were also paid by him to like show up there to like trump up for this. <laughs> wow. Don't do it. <laughs> it's not hard to get people not to read. I don't know if you've seen much. It's America. The way to get people to not read a book is to not talk about the book. To publish it and make it heavy. Yeah, don't put Harry Potter on the cover. <laughs> <laughs> not having Harry Potter is like kryptonite. <laughs> like, all of this is like the sort of thing that you hear in a story at the beginning of like when you read a book about a genius where you're like, Everyone told him no. Like every great book, there's that story where it was like he was turned down by 40 publishers and the 41st said yes. And in this case, all 41 of them said no or something. Such a small difference, but... Well, he also was rich enough to publish a book by himself. 
Yeah, I'm not going to feel bad. How do you know that was his money and not his girlfriend's money from waiting tables? Oh, no. (laughs) Okay, so clearly we don't know the guy, but let's take the book on its own terms. Mm -hmm. Okay, and throw it. (laughs) (laughs) It would be fun to do a podcast that's just devoted to, like, it's a bad book, but just trying to, like, make him feel better about it. I guess that's not really your genre, but yeah. (laughs) Seriously, though, I felt like this is, like, the... I mean, the novel of the room, basically, where someone's really, like, earnest effort and just the worst. Yeah. Yeah. This is the novelization of the room. Um, Did you guys read any of the reviews about the book, like, on Amazon or anything? No, but that are... Actually, I have a dust jacket here. Oh. Uh, Well... Well, our, our our sponsor today, Scott, said that we should read some. He 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 gave me some quotes from Amazon reviews. Oh, great! I have a couple too. So you you start. Oh, but first first, I just looked up Rick Shapiro on Facebook, uh, author. He has thirty two likes. Stop it! Stop <laughs> it! <laughs> now I feel bad. Now I'm, I feel I'm like... gonna feel really sad now. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> so sad. I'm gonna write an apology note. I so. mean, like, so the top of his wall <laughs> on the page that has 32 likes <laughs> is Rich Shapiro. Rich Shapiro shared a link. Wild animus, and there are no comments, no likes, no shares. And this was a month ago, <laughs> or it was a year and a month ago. Oh, <laughs> guys, this is so sad. I love this book. <laughs> I love how sad it made oh, me no, when I had no, five hours left. Do you guys remember when he took LSD and it made total sense? And you were like, yeah, that's in character, and I really like this book. No, wait. Guys, he wrote another book after this. Screw this guy. Oh, fuck this guy. Guys, this doesn't feel good. I feel so bad in so many ways. I don't know. We're like picking on the kid in third grade who peed his pants right now. And made us listen to the peeing for eight hours. <laughs> oh, fuck this guy. Right, exactly. yeah, fuck this guy. You're right. <laughs> and go back and forth. Exactly. Um, from the dust jacket. All right. You know how there's like reviews of like, you know, from reviewers mm-hmm. on dust jackets? Here's what this one says. Fans who want something different ellipses, will take immense pleasure in the well-written, deep, wild animus. H. Klausner, number one rated reviewer, Amazon.com. <laughs> on the dust jacket. That's the only review on the dust jacket. Wow. How do you... I mean, it's cool that he got an Amazon review before he published the book. Well, it's the audio... The audio oh, audio okay, version. okay. Uh, <laughs> I mean, so that... I- in all fairness, though, that probably is the greatest day of that Amazon reviewer's life. No, that's awesome for that guy. Like, he's he's gone from internet famous to being on the dust jacket for Free a self-published book. audio So much book. worse. <laughs> uh, I read, I read um, all the Amazon positive reviews just because I obviously felt pretty negative about this and I wanted curious. to see what yeah my favorite line from it was one one guy who was positive about it said if you're not into transcend transcendental shamanic experiences involving psychedelic drugs and anthropomorphism well then you may not enjoy the story that was from the positive yeah and uh, <laughs> I I guess I'm not into that and I apologize <laughs> I, I don't want to make you guys sad again but I looked it up on Amazon oh, no. Come on. wild animus <laughs> box set uh 11 used from 75 cents 29 new from 10 cents 
Somehow the process of using it adds 65 cents of value to it that the book wasn't able to provide. It takes the edge off is why. Does the box set come with some of Rich Shapiro's cheers? <laughs> like just the sweat of other people touching it? Someone taking the plastic wrap off for you is worth 65 cents. <laughs> Maybe up in your ivory tower. Yeah. <laughs> You're the 1%. Can't take plastic wrap off myself. I am the 99%. <laughs> CDs are, are used from one penny. Um, check it out, though. From one of the five-star reviews, mm-hmm. excellent multi-use tool. It served quite well as a monitor riser for my LCD screen. My friend and I also need a book to add weight to a tofu press. <laughs> Actually... Seriously, no joke, in 2004, I did use this as a doorstop. I'm not <laughs> I had to keep my door open so the cat could go to the litter box. So it was also used in defecation by a cat. <laughs> that would be the saddest thing I know. Does anybody else have anything else burning about the book that you want to get in here? Uh, hang on, let me check. I, I have a quick thing. Yeah, go for it. Um, well, I just had a, a hard time relating to the book. Uh, not not just because it was about LSE and RAM stuff, but like, I don't know. I don't think it's like that far <laughs> far off from other pieces of, of literature. And like, I mean, it's kind of like the central thesis of Fight Club too, just taken to a completely ridiculous degree that there's like a lost animalistic side of us that we have to reclaim, but I've just never like felt close to those stories. So I feel like I would have liked this more if it was instead of about an animal, it was about a computer. (laughs) (laughs) Wild OS. (laughs) Yeah. And like it could, instead of the molten heart, it could be like the molten CPU. The CPU that's not heat. (laughs) Overclock CPU. Right. But the best thing is, the best thing is Ram can be the same. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. I would love it if it, it, uh, if instead of being about a ra- like if his, his inner desire was not to climb a mountain, but to eat a really big donut in under a minute to get a free T-shirt. <laughs> Wild voodoo donut in this. What? Wild voodoo donut in this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wild fritters fritimus. Uh, I, I just I I think that would be. I don't even think you get a free T-shirt for the one at at voodoo donut. So I gotta. First, I need to find the appropriate challenge. But man versus wild versus animus. <laughs> man versus wild animus. Oh, that's so good. Yeah. <laughs> that's what today was like for the second half of my day. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I want to, I guess, uh, shift topics, but in so doing, recommend that this metaphor, one of the central metaphors, isn't just that he's a ram, but that his girlfriend is a pack of wild wolves that is trying to eat him. Yep. And this is a terrible metaphor for a couple of reasons. One is you are hallucinating on acid and think that your girlfriend is literally trying to kill you, so mm. you run away. I mean, this ends one of two ways. Either she kills you, or you run away and you're not together anymore. But the upside of this is that she's made of a pack of wild wolves that fit together like Voltron. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, this is another one of those things that made me sad where I was like, like when he told her, because she totally bummed out his girlfriend when he was like, I am the ram. You are a pack of wolves trying to eat my soul. Like that sucks, right? That's yeah, a she didn't react like 
she wasn't like okay she was like Huh. Yeah. And he's like, let's do it. And she's like, okay, I have two two settings. I, I can't believe this did not become the next big, uh, you know, like self help cook. You know, like men are from rams, women are from wild packs, and wolves <laughs> try to eat rams. <laughs> that would make a good online dating site. <laughs> Plenty of wolves in the sea. <laughs> I want to um. be chewed up and killed. <laughs> I mean, so so what's the more appropriate, like, for me, I think the first thing for me, if I was going to, like, try to come up with some sort of animal metaphor for my girlfriend, I don't know what it would be specifically, but we would both be the same animal. Yeah, exactly. Just in case we ever wanted to try to produce viable offspring. Yeah. Or nice just if they were the same. Uh, not if you were a horse and a donkey. I, they, those are good offspring, but they, they're infertile offspring, though. So you won't ever have grandkids. Right. Deal with that. Which is the whole point, right? No one wants kids. You're skipping to the grandkids. That's the idea. Yeah, those are the ones you get to spoil. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I, mean, I don't know. Just, or, I mean, I don't know. Maybe just like so that you fit your parts fit together. <laughs> Not in a crazy way? Yeah. <laughs> Not like six wolves plus one ram. <laughs> I don't even know what that means. <laughs> also, Especially since there were at least two boy wolves in there. there. That is I'm, a sausage yeah. fest. <laughs> <laughs> What a, what's a better metaphor for your relationship? Anything else. <laughs> or like, I, I'm like a bird, and she's like a pack of wo- No, fuck! <laughs> <laughs> Alright, it is time for the second half of our compliment sandwich, so uh, we're going to go in reverse order uh, of the top of the show, so I'm going to have to go first. Well, okay, so so there's this great moment in 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 Fight Club where he's trying to get enlightened. Uh, Edward Norton's character trying to be enlightened, and Brad Pitt's character says, "Sticking feathers up your butt does not make you a chicken." And uh, I feel like somebody at some point, I just wish Brad Pitt was around Rick Shapiro in the '60s when he was going to college and could have like held him by his coat and said, "Sticking cloven rock climbing shoes up your butt does not make you a ram." Cause he, How are cloven rock climbing shoes supposed to help? How are they supposed to fit? Yeah, there's a lot of butt physics I don't get. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But uh, I, I think that is my – so my compliment is to uh, Brad Pitt from Fight Club. That sounds suspiciously like a Fight Club compliment. Also, if we could go back to the first one, uh, boobs, right? Yeah. Yeah. You can you can keep on going that one yeah, if you want. I, I think if Rick Shapiro and I have one thing in common – even unpleasing boobs. Still boobs. Boobs is definitely <laughs> enough for two compliments. <laughs> Any boob in a storm. <laughs> and this one was a little bit smaller than the first compliment. They're just a little lopsided. But I still sense them. Still, still draw yeah. me in, yeah. They're still, yeah. All right. <laughs> Going backwards. Chris. Nope. Ezra. Yep. Minor compliment. Yep. <clears throat> So, um... I, I see why people get us confused, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> now that we're in the same room. <laughs> I get mixed up really? as well. Really? Now that you're in the same room, you're confusing each other? Oh my god, I thought you were one guy this whole time. <laughs> <laughs> Which one am I? <laughs> Look, I can understand that everyone else in the world is confused, but you two should be two that are not confused. Chris, you should and... be able to tell you apart from Ezra. <laughs> like, Wait. if you're ever, like, picking food out of his beard, you're like, oh shit, I thought that was my beard. Stop. You're, that's weird. <laughs> so the opening part of this uh, of this book takes place at Berkeley, and that is a good place. <laughs> you rather like Berkeley? Uh, Berkeley is all right. Well, they actually, pronounce several landmarks correctly. Actually, uh, I like. So it started out in Berkeley, then he went to Seattle, 
And yep. because he's done so much acid and wasted all of his money and his book isn't any good, he's going to be poor and uh, have a lot of acid flashbacks. And poor people with acid flashbacks move to Portland. Yeah, they do. Because the rent is cheaper than Seattle. So I, I, I like that they – it's cool that he wrote a book that's going to cover all three of our major cities. Plus, yeah. it's a good tip. I mean, if you have no source of income, go to Alaska because they pay you to live there. Yeah. Uh, is that true of anybody or do you have to have been born there? No, no, no. You live in Alaska. You get money. Wait, how much? <laughs> I don't know. A couple thousand a year? Yeah, it's, a, it's yeah. a number of thousand of dollars from the oil industry. What am I doing with my life? <laughs> <laughs> DC is not paying you to be there, Stephen? No. The city is not like, oh, finally, we've got a Stephen. In fact, I, and I don't know if you'll believe this, I'm paying rent. <laughs> what? <laughs> you have to pay for the right to you be sucker. in that city? Yeah. Ridiculous. Huh? Well, here's the thing. This this actually segues very well into my compliment, Please, which thanks. is about Wasilla Bill. <laughs> um, Wasilla Bill is my second favorite resident of Wasilla, besides Todd. <laughs> <laughs> what about Piper? Todd won the uh, snow machine race, all right? Yeah, but he's not cute. Uh, I beg to differ. <laughs> but uh, Wasilla Bill lives in a cabin and is a hard drinker. And lives out in the woods all alone until he meets Ransom, who is Sam with his name changed. And then um, (laughs) due to the spiritual light in his eyes, he stops drinking. Mm -hmm. And then in the next scene you see him, he's affectionately rubbing his stubble on Ransom's face in gratitude. (laughs) I love an old codger who knows how to nuzzle. (laughs) That's how we say hello in Wasilla. That, that is how we say hello in Wasilla. <laughs> I'm going to rub my stubble on somebody. that Next time someone tells me they're from Alaska, I'm going to try that. Yeah. And they'll probably be cool with it. That's the thing. All right, Stephen. It's uh, your turn. Last compliment and the last nice thing that you know, the odds are anybody will ever say about Wild Animus. All right. This is my compliment. Then. This is the worst book I've ever read. <laughs> but therefore made everything else in my life that much more enjoyable everything else i've ever experienced has been raised a little bit because this fits nicely underneath (laughs) it's like a tetris block it gets you more levels yeah a rising tide yeah it it propped up the monitor of my life if you will (laughs) (laughs) it pressed the tofu of my Awesome. All right, that is it for our show. Thank you, everybody, so much for joining us. We will be back again next week. Uh, next week is the beginning of Twivember of uh, <laughs> breaking November uh, of Stephanie Myvember. I don't know. Uh, spent a lot of time on this one. <laughs> I hadn't tried before, so I had to go through all the options out loud and see if one of them worked. And the answer is no. Uh, anyway, uh, that's it. Yeah, so the whole month of November, we're going to be reading it for the next few weeks, and then we're going to be watching Breaking Dawn Part 1, which is weird that they split into two movies, but we're only going to do the book at once, so we will know yeah. the ending and not actually have to. Anyway, all I know is they finally do it. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, so anyway, so check. Uh, don't read that, whatever you do, but uh, if you have, tell your friends. Come back. 
you still have time. Text your friends. Tell them this episode is coming. Also, if you could take a few seconds and go to uh, go to our Facebook page, facebook.com slash read and weep, uh, and, and like us so that we get further in the lead ahead of Rick Shapiro. I, I oh. want it to be 1,032 to 32 if possible, so. Go. <laughs> uh, Are we on pace, do you know? For... We on pace. I don't know how fast he's growing, but yeah, I'm gonna say we're on pace. Faster pace than him. Also, also tell us uh, what use you could find for a wild animus copy if you ever received it, or if you have found one, let us know where you got it so I know something else to try that would be fun, like a jazz festival or a farmers market. All of that. Facebook.com/slash/readingweep. We really appreciate it. We'll be here, uh, Stephen. Yeah. As our guest, do you have anything else you want to plug besides your Twitter account? Um. Which was Stephen T. Carter? Yeah, Stephen with a PH. Well, I'm I'm only three followers away from 100, unless people don't follow, like unfollow me. To unfollow you? Yeah. <laughs> um, so I w- if I get to 100, I will just uh, I'll I'll call my mom and she'll be really happy about it because she doesn't understand that that doesn't mean much. <laughs> That's a small number. But if you want my mom to be temporarily happy, you'll follow me. You should. I, I I'm trying to push Twitter really hard for all of us now, so uh, definitely follow Stephen and keep up with him, and then. You know, meet back here and discuss later. <laughs> yeah, I can't wait. <laughs> cool, awesome. All right, we'll be we'll we'll talk to you again sometime soon, Stephen. Yeah, thanks. Thanks for having me. Thanks as always, Chris and Ez. Yeah, yeah. Or Kresra, as I call you, since you're just one person. Yep, Ezra's. Yep. All right, talk to you later. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. This is it. This is it. This is it. That was it. That was Ezra rubbing his breast through his T-shirt on microphone. If you wanna be with me, oh, baby.